Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hey, you're not the only one. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's a football Friday. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, and we are absolutely packed and stacked. We got Key's Lakers tonight, too. We got Jay's Yankees. Yes. It is just chalk full. Thanks for spending part of your Friday with us. Gentlemen, it comes down to this. Collectively, I think we knew that Tom Brady's kryptonite was the New York Giants as we sit here not too far away from MetLife Stadium. Individually, I'm not sure if I should say this with a period, an exclamation point, or a question mark. Individually, his kryptonite is Nick Foles. We saw what happened in the Super Bowl. You say it with a question mark. Nick Foles? Nick Foles? Philly special, Chicago really special last night. What did you see out of Brady, this this game should have been, by all measures, if we talked at this time yesterday, easy Bucks win, they continue to roll, maybe they get Gronk involved a little bit more, yeah, they're banged up, but it's the Bears, they're a fake 3-1. and one. What happened to Brady last night? Well, I think you you, you got to start with giving the Bears the respect that they deserve. Um, a little credit. Yeah, I mean, a little credit. Defensively, a lot of credit. And I think when you look at Chuck Pagano and the defensive scheme and the things – that he was able to do with the defense. And Khalil Mack, that's one of the reasons the Bears acquired him, is for games like that to apply pressure. And one of the problems for Tom Brady and throughout his career has been people that could create pressure to him, whether it's around his legs, knocking him down, sacking him, getting him off his mark. And the Bears did that from beginning to end last night. He was uncomfortable the entire game. Uh, so that that's the reason the Bears won that football game. They didn't win the game because all of a sudden Nick Foles became a magical hero. They won the game because Tom Brady was thinking about that defensive front and getting to him and getting him off his marks and his targets. That's how they won the game. I love you, Key. You know why? Because you can break down the game and you're on the in-depth level. You're telling me about Chuck Pagano and why Chicago has a chance to make the playoffs and how good their defense is and Khalil Mack with two sacks and the pressure around the legs. For me as a fan, I just go back to – is it, is it fourth down, Zubin? Should I, should I hold up four fingers? Is it, Can is we it, run is through it third this? down, fourth down? I'm confused. Tom Brady, are we getting a little old here? What's happening? Let's run through this. He was trying to get, get the fifth thoughts. down Colorado thing going. <laughs> that, was, that was 30 years ago. Shout out to Bill McCartney. Okay, now you have to be old enough to get that one. But let's run through what Jay said, and then we'll hear from him. And then, Jay, obviously, you're hot on it. So here we go. If a Bears win by one point. If you're waking up with this this morning, you may have missed the end of the game last night. Let's check out what happened and all the criticism for Brady, stemming from what Jay said. With 113 to go in the game, the Bears are down one. They just need a field goal. It's first and 10 at the Tampa 25. Brady to Mike Evans for a dozen yards. Move the sticks. 106 to go. First down. Brady incomplete to Evans. Second down. 101 on the clock. Down one, Brady checking down to Vaughn for four yards. Third and six with 42 ticks to go. Brady trying to get Gronk incomplete. Had Gronk caught it, great coverage. It would have been a first down at the Chicago 45, moving the Bucks into field goal territory. Then fourth and six at the Tampa 41 Cameron with Brate. 38 seconds to go. Brady looking for Brait. It would have been a first down. And not only that, it would have been the target line for the field goal unit for the Bucks to come out to try to win the game 22-20. Unfortunately, that fourth and six at the Tampa Bay 41, Tom Brady thought it was third and six at the Tampa Bay 41. He essentially thought they had one more down left to go. After the game, 
evasive on whether Brady realized what the situation was. Yeah, I knew we needed a chunk, and I was thinking about more yardage. And then, uh, you know, it was just it was bad execution. And we had a great opportunity there, so just didn't, uh, didn't execute when we needed to. And then after the game, Bruce Arians was asked the question everybody that watched the game was wondering. Bruce, at the end of the game there, that last drive, it, it looked like Tom might have been confused with what down it was. Did he not know it was fourth down? Yeah, he knew. He knew. Take it away, Jay. So some of my friends used to say this all the time back in the day, no fingerprints, no evidence, right? So <laughs> my thing is you can't run away from the video. You can't run away from holding up four fingers, <laughs> looking perplexed, looking confused, and then having the video follow you over to the bench and seeing you actually slam your helmet down on the bench multiple times in frustration. And the reality is, Key, he was confused. He was confused. You know, now whether you say that, whether you admit that, I hear you. I, I hear, well, I went for a chunk instead of just trying to go for the first down. But we all know in reality that was not the case. And, and the only reason why it's really, like, big news is because it's Tom Brady, right? If it was a, just another quarterback, we probably would be like, oh, man, he messed up. He thought it was uh, a third down. Or, you know, and we would move on from it. But because Tom Brady for 20 years had one ear, a one uh, 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 sound in his ear for 20 years, and that was Bill Belichick's situational football I'm a little surprised that Brady didn't have more command of what it, the situation was because of that. I mean, he's learned. I'm, he's learned situational football, and it just—I don't know. May, maybe let me give him an excuse. Maybe he was trying to talk the refs into giving him an extra down. I, you I, said I, so. I, I was. This is why it's big news, and I found a stat this morning. Brady has out orchestrated 59 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime. That's the most of any NFL quarterback since the AFL merger. Yeah, I, I was That's never. That's why it's a big deal. I watched it, and I'm looking. I'm soon as I'm like, he's getting ready. They, game I've over. Seen, I've seen this game. a million times. Here he goes. The most interesting thing you said before the show, though, and by the way, the merger was 50 years ago. So think about that. The wow. AFL-NFL merger was 1970. When you apply pressure, yes. Tom Brady is just like every other QB. You said yes. that right before we went yeah. on the air, well, and that like, turned some heads. He's, he's just like every other quarterback when you apply pressure to him. You think about it. You go back and you look at some of the games that he's lost in his career. Those games were lost because whether it's to, to the Giants in the Super Bowl, whether it was Baltimore in the playoffs, whatever, whether it was the Jets with Rex Ryan in that defense, pressure. When you get him off his mark and you make him uncomfortable, that is what you do to get him off his mark. You have to get at him. You have to be around those legs. You have to get him on the ground. And that's what every quarterback, because what they start doing is they start looking at the rush and they start looking at things around them. And he was uncomfortable all night long. You don't think he knew Khalil Mack, number 52? Mm. <laughs> every time he lined up, he knew where Khalil Mack was at. And, Keith, that goes back to the bigger point I know it turned into a really big debate a couple of weeks ago about are the Patriots better right now with Cam Newton? And watching that last night, Mike, ah, well, Cam just gives you so many different options yeah, that, and the ways to use him because of his ability to be mobile in the pocket and get out and run. Well, look, he was without a couple weapons, right? Without Fournette, without uh, Chris Godwin, without O.J. Howard. The rest of the way. Yeah, the, 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 yeah so it's kind of, you know. But that still doesn't, that doesn't affect your mobility in the pocket. No, I, but, I, I, but, but, it, but what it affects you, it affects where he wants to go with the football and understood. the trust factor. Understood. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. The question now is, on the other side, since we spent so much time talking about Tom Brady, still to come, are the Bears a legit playoff team? Remember, you don't have to be top six this year. All you got to be is top seven. 
But even with their 4 and one record, there are many doubters. Are right Key and Jay among them? That's on the way. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Morning, A to Z. The soundtrack Ready to Go is brought to you by Redbox. New at Redbox, irresistible, a hilarious comedy from the writer-director John Stewart, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch your smart picks with Redbox coming up. Coming up a little bit later, about three hours away. Let's run into an NFL story that's making people shake their head. It makes sense, but the reasoning to get there was crazy. Jay, Justin Herbert is officially the Chargers starting quarterback, but this only after the punctured lung fiasco with Tyrod Taylor, a team doctor accidentally puncturing his lung before their game with Kansas City. He's out. Herbert comes in. They lose a few games. He looks great. And that's how the QB switch is made. Happy for Justin Herbert. It just doesn't get any more cold and cruel in the NFL than Tyrod Taylor's demotion. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, remember he got pushed out for Baker Mayfield, now getting pushed out here for Justin Herbert. The Chargers got the Saints on ESPN's Monday Night Football. We'll see how Herbert does. Major League Baseball playoffs, Keys Dodgers win. The Braves win, so they will face each other in the league championship series. The Yankees are forced to Game 5 with the Rays. Game five tonight, both pitchers going on short rest. Dan Schulman here to talk about it at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. He will be on the call play-by-play tonight. So, Key, one step closer for your boys. One step closer for the big blue wrecking crew. We'll see what happens. I mean, it, it, look, our pitching, phenomenal. We Last night, we had batting practice. I mean, we just we took them to the woodshed. ESPN Radio coverage of the Yankees and the Rays begins at 6.45 p.m. Eastern. The winner will get the Houston Astros, who advanced to their fourth straight ALCS. Last night, they knocked out the Oakland A's. In Game 5, from that Game 5 of the Yankees to another big Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight on ABC and ESPN Radio with coverage beginning on TV and radio at 8.30 Eastern with the Lakers looking to win their 17th NBA championship and LeBron cementing his first of perhaps how many with the Lakers, that's tonight. A potential closeout. LeBron, by the way, statistically is the best closeout performer in NBA playoff history when it comes to wins and losses. It is 2020. It is the fact check. So we can't essentially say whether Tom Brady essentially said, look, I knew it was fourth down or not. He evaded it in the post-game Zoom commentary. Clearly, the fact check from Bruce Arians, if you believe this fact, Arians said, oh, Tom knew, obviously covering for his QB there. But the real issue here... On the other side is the Bears. We're spending so much time on Tom Brady. Chicago wins. They were 3-0. and They're a fake 3-0. and Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> throws three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter on the road of their opener. I ah, just got lucky. It always and- happens this way, Key. 
right? Then they bench him for Foles. And if you're going to bench him this early, why not give Foles the opportunity from day one? He didn't get a lot of first-team reps. Somehow, someway, this is a 4 and one football team. There's an extra spot this year in the playoffs. Are they one of the seven best teams in the NFC to sneak in one of those spots? You know, there's always a team that creeps up out of nowhere in the league. Every year. Every year. Like, you just... And they keep stacking wins on top of each other. And before you know it, they're in the Super Bowl. San Francisco 49ers a year ago, right? You look, oh, they're not playing anybody. Oh, they won again. Oh, the Jimmy G is not the guy. Look at him. Uh, another win. Oh, just, another win. And then you, you look up and you go, hmm. And this is happening with Chicago, I think, right now, mm-hmm. where if they can play defense and at some point start to run the ball really effective as the weather changes, and Nick Foles doesn't turn the ball over, and he just – I don't want him throwing 42 damn times, though. That was too many for me last night. And you just kind of methodically move ahead. They'll find themselves being 6-7 and well, in the playoffs because when you look at the teams in the divisions, you start to go, okay, there's a Seattle and there's a Ram. There's no Arizona. I don't know what the 49ers, because they so banged up, what they're going to wind up being. Green Bay's going to get the division. Green Bay's going to get the division. Okay, let's go through there's a new. There's no New Orleans. Okay, there's a New Orleans. There's no Atlanta. Okay, then you start to start to just kind of play with it a little bit and massage it. And they come out, and you go, Minnesota's two and a half games behind them. Philly is terrible. We know what Washington <laughs> and the Giants are. And you go, we know kind of what Dallas is. There's only one team coming out of there. Someone's got to. So you're like, okay, well, they might wind up being that team. So let's go through that. Green Bay. Green Bay's better, right? Yeah. Tampa. Tampa Bay, even though. If they're at full strength, they're probably better. Okay. New Orleans, yes. Seattle, yes. Rams, yes. That's five. Panthers? Nah. Okay. 49ers, they're beat up. Cardinals, we're saying they're cute. No, I said it was you. Said, no. You thought well, they were, no, no. I, I you thought we're, we're they were going to the saying, su- we're, No, I didn't say you, they were going to the Super Bowl. Don't beep, you put out lies. Beep, nope. Beep, no, I didn't beep. say that. I, I thought they were good, but that's been disappointing. That's on me. Okay. Uh, Dallas. I still think Dallas, their talent is just – well, it clicked their offense as well. Their defense is just horrible. Their offense is good from coming from behind, but over the course of the game, they're not that good. Okay. So are you taking Dallas or – that, somebody's got to win a division. Okay, so, that's so six. yeah, somebody's okay. got to win a division. All right, so then Eagles, no, because Dallas is probably going to win the division. Yeah, okay, Minnesota, no, Minnesota's two and a half games behind them. Okay, so yeah, they're right there. That's it, seven. Mm-hmm. That's it. They'll right? be seventh. Yeah, they're going to wind up being six, seven, somewhere in that category. And unless all of a sudden they, Aaron Rodgers starts to act like he can't play football anymore, and then they win the division, but I don't see that happening. We'll see. We want to get your opinion. So the guys think right on the periphery of the playoffs, the 6-7 spot on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What do you got here? But that's good for him, though, right? I mean, totally. they, they, You make this change in Nick Foles. You don't allow him to turn the football over. You, you let Chuck Pagano orchestrate this defense. The offense stays out the way. You play special teams. You get uh, Cordell Patterson to put you in great field position on kickoffs, and you just you, you win. That's how you win. I mean, you did, I, people talk about these offenses in the National Football League because they look at Patrick Mahomes and they see he won the Super Bowl. But you also got to remember, man, defense wins games. 
and they win big games for you. I, Offense can score some points, but I'm all for the defense. I, I, I give credit to the Bears, but also I sit there and I pay attention to the Bucks. They were slapped with 11 penalties for over 100 yards. Like, you're not going to win games when you're slapped with that many penalties. So, I don't know if that's refereeing. I mean, Damian Woody, I know he made some comments about that earlier on SportsCenter last night, but it, 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 that you, you can't win games that Well, way. when you got 11 penalties for over 100 yards, that's at least a touchdown. Yes. And, but sometimes teams will force you into making penalties. It, 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 you gotta, teams will force you, believe it or not, because you get pressured where you're jumping off sides or you're scared, you're false starting, or you think you beat and you hold a guy and pass interference. That happens. Bottom line, you can say whatever you want about them. It's their third double-digit comeback this season, and you got to have some moxie and belief to make that happen. So Key and Jay believe that the Bears could be somewhere in the 6-7 to seven range in the periphery in the bottom half of the playoff picture. We want to know what you think on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. We're asking simply, are the Bears a playoff team? Yes, no. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town. Fansville, head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. So you can hit us up, 888-ESPN. You can hit us up on the Twitter feed at KeyJ. And Z, simply put, are the Bears a playoff team? Still to come, simply put, bold statement, is tonight setting up to be the biggest night in the history of the Los Angeles Lakers? We'll chat about that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. We heard LeBron there coming in saying he's looking down upon us. Obviously, he's referencing Kobe Bryant there. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And, Jay, let's get straight into it. Uh, there's so many things to talk about off the floor and what this could mean from a macro sense for the Lakers, obviously with their proud history. But what is simply the magnitude of tonight's game? This, this is the biggest game of the series. And all the talk that people are saying that the series is over, it will be done in five. Like Jimmy Butler and company hear that. And if there's one team in all the NBA that is used to scrapping in the mud that is the Miami Heat, and they are going to clutch onto their purse with such a sense of tenacity that this is going to have to be something that the Lakers are going to earn every possession. This will be a dogfight. It will probably come down to the end, but I think it has a chance to be such an epic battle. And if the Lakers do win this game, it will be worth every single 
ounce of energy. One thing we should mention is that when LeBron made his 10th NBA Finals, and I don't say that in a cursory fashion, we, he's just become so great that anytime you say something, it just rolls off the tongue like it's no big deal. But let's just back up for a second, key with the beep, beep, beep. You've got to back up here for a second. This is his 10th appearance in the NBA Finals. And when he was asked about that 10th appearance, they knocked off the Denver Nuggets to advance in the bubble. It should have been a celebratory, triumphant moment. But instead, LeBron said that night, like, yo, if we don't close the deal, ain't nobody care that I'm going to my 10th NBA Finals. And he essentially reiterated that, essentially saying one of the most demanding fan bases in sports will not care unless he gets a purple and gold chip. Well, one, what I've learned being a Laker, since that's a Lakers faithful, don't give a damn what you've done before. Until you become a Laker, you got to do it with them as well. They don't care about your resume at all until you become a Laker, and then you got to do it as a Laker, and then they respect you. Key, you've been saying this all along. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, at, in the end, LeBron is a champion. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. But he's not a Laker. He's a borrowed guy. He's, that, that's what it is. Hired he, gun type. He's a basic hired gun type <laughs> until he wins the chip. And that sounds crazy, right? It kind of does. It, but, but I'm telling you, to be embraced by the Laker fans, he's got to deliver. Because he's the star. He's not a fourth guy, a bench guy. He's the reason that the Lakers are in the NBA Finals. No one cares what he did in Miami. He's cool. No one cares what he did in Cleveland. He's cool. We care about what he do. It takes care of business in L.A. and what he does for us. And it may sound crazy, but the man said it out of his own mouth. I don't need to say it. He said it because he feels it. That's why when he talks about winning a championship and how important it is to finish the deal, this is why we are, or this is why we're having this conversation about a LeBron James winning a championship because we want him to be a Laker. We want to be able to drop his jersey from the Raptors. We want to be able to talk about the debate on when should he get a statue. What's it going to take? We want to have that conversation. Well, can you give, give some context because I, I felt this. And I think everybody within the NBA ranks felt this, that LeBron was a mercenary to a degree coming to the Lakers to win a championship. But if you're a Kobe fan, you weren't rocking with LeBron. No. You weren't about that move when it first happened. No, you, you, you were not because for 20 years, it was number eight and 24. You know, so that no matter what, because there also was a LeBron-Kobe debate. LeBron, Kobe, who's better? Oh, my God, he's better than him. Even though there really was no real competition going up against each other, they never faced each other in any finals or anything like that. But it's the star power. It's all the snack crackle pop that each one might bring to the table. And Kobe is ours. We didn't draft him. Essentially, we traded for him, which basically we drafted him. He's a lifelong Laker. But he's a lifelong Laker, right? I mean, period. That's the way right. it is. And LeBron, for us Kobe guys, was a bit of a threat to the legacy of of Kobe Bryant, and it sounds weird. But the reason that was is because everybody was debating that. LeBron James is winning championships. Kobe Bryant needs help. LeBron is better than Kobe. He's closer to Michael. So that didn't do anything but add fuel to the fire. So it was kind of like two years ago, we don't want LeBron James. (laughs) We I know it's crazy. Every team would want LeBron James, (laughs) Right, right? Right. But we didn't want him. So it actually happened. When once Magic Johnson kind of signed off on it, it was kind of like, okay, it, it, okay. And then Kobe signs off on it, and everybody then it's like, 
Okay. Well, you know, Tuki, just the way – think about this as it comes full circle. The the way LeBron James handled Kobe Bryant's passing away, the delivery of that speech that he gave at the Staples Center saying that we are going to do this for Kobe. Mm -hmm. And then Marcus Spears uh, tells a great story uh, with Woj about back in the day with Kobe and LeBron where he was telling Kobe about LeBron passing him in jersey sales. And Kobe actually has this epic line where he says, well, you know, everybody already has my jersey already. So think about this tonight. LeBron (laughs) has endeared himself to Laker Nation Mm -hmm. by paying homage to Kobe Bryant and saying that he is at the top. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to achieve this for you guys to get there. And tonight, full circle, they're wearing the Black Mamba jerseys in which they are undefeated in. And they have a chance to close out the NBA Finals with the jerseys on tonight. It just – and he, I'm a Kobe fan. Look, Kobe was like a mentor to me. Key, I know you are too. Like, and we're going to do this. We're going to find – it's always going to tie back into Kobe Bryant. Well, it, it, it is for this season. Kobe it Bryant is. taught me how to sign my autographs. Like your John Hancock? Yeah. Like my, how? What, what do you mean? We were flying together to, uh, to Oregon on a plane, and we were signing stuff. And it was, I don't know, maybe 50 items. And I'm yeah. sitting over there – Keyshawn Johnson. That penmanship. Number. Now, where, are you, where are you early? We're rookies. Oh, we're you're rookies, we're, together. we're okay. rookies together. We came in together. So we're flying up to uh, to Portland, uh, Oregon, and we're with Adidas. We're on Adidas' plane. We're flying up. We had some event or something, and I had to sign this. So I'm sitting here all day. He's over there. I'm like, damn, man, how you finish? <laughs> and then his voice, you know, he's young. He got that little deep voice. He goes, let me see what you're doing. And I show him. He's like, well, this is the problem. You giving your whole name instead of – he was just Kobe 8. And so I started Keyshawn 19. And so I went through him like that. You know, he's like, well, that's the damn problem right there. So when you, you know, you think about all that as a Laker fan, it's just like LeBron. He, that's why I say, man, it, he going to get it done. He's going to get it done. I'm not even – he knows He knows the importance So 25 years later, if somebody stops you on the street and asks for an autograph, it's you just sign it that way? Oh, K-E-Y. yeah, no, it's just, it's just, just Keyshawn. Oh, oh, no. It's just Keyshawn. Oh, it's no Keyshawn. Johnson in it at all. No, jo- but the no. jersey number gone, just Keyshawn. Uh, no, the no, no, number's there still, but oh, it's Keyshawn quick. 19. Yeah. Yeah, mine went from Jason Williams to just J-Will. J-Will. Yeah, it's too long. But it was just funny, though. But, you know, and so back to the LeBron situation, it's one of those deals where he feels it, he understands it, he knows the pulse of the city. And much like Jay said, when he surplanted himself in the Kobe Bryant conversation after the Kobe Bryant death. But not only that, he, he, you could just, if you were in Los Angeles, if you was on the ground, you can tell what it meant to not only him, but the rest of the NBA and the Lakers in particular. I mean, it was, it, it was one of those moments, man, where our whole, our whole city was messed up for, a long time, mm-hmm. a long time. It just, it was like a, it was just empty. And then now this joy of getting so close to winning another championship, you know, with LeBron James is just, it's crazy. And, and I have one last stat for you, Zubin, because I know it. you like these things to, love the to tie the loop. Okay. I love the stats. So there's seven instances in the NBA history where a player recorded at least 500 points 150 rebounds and 150 assists in a single postseason. Okay. LeBron James is responsible for six wow. of them. Wow. Six of them. Larry Bird is the only other one responsible wow. for one. 
Wow, how about that? That is an unbelievable the, the 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 year he lead the league in assists. It's the one thing he's never done. Still scoring, still boarding, and still trying to make Anthony Davis the next one. So he's doing it everything on the court, off the court, the intangibles, the tangibles. I mean, we could talk about this guy. Forever. No, we 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 can, and, and, and we, we will, and we, we will, will for to. a while. I mean, that's that's just what it is. But this will be the most important Laker championship in Laker history. To say that again one time. This will be the most important championship in Laker history. Out of all 17 of them, well, I'm counting the 17, this will be the most important. So you Why? Got, yeah, Why? Riley, Magic, Showtime, bigger than all that? Because of everything that has come full circle. Everything from the start of the, se- uh, start of the year to where we are today. From LeBron James being embraced by Laker fans, everything that went on from Kobe Bryant to the pandemic to the bubble, you name it. You, you name it. You can find a million different nuggets to put into that basket to make it the most important. You know, I think it's crazy. The night he signed with the Lakers, and everybody knew it was going to happen, right, on, during free agency. Key, think about it, and Jay, think about it. There wasn't a big pomp and circumstance. Remember, he never had an introductory press conference no. with the Lakers. Every L.A. celebrity, like, remember when David Beckham, you know, like, everybody in the world is there. He put out a simple statement. The Los Angeles Lakers have signed LeBron James to a four-year deal versus whatever, whatever money. That was it. And now, that was quiet. Tonight, a ton of noise. And I want to shed a lot of love for Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, who is an incredible owner, and then the biggest, the biggest star of them all who got this done that doesn't receive any of the credit because essentially he got ran out of the Laker organization for a while until he got re-embraced. Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. guys. Man, don't like Showtime is the one that literally set all this off by spending time with LeBron and really confirming him becoming part of Laker Nation. Like we have to give him his flowers because it's deserving. I think it's fair. So LeBron and his agency put out a simple statement saying he was joining the Lakers. They have a chance to make a huge statement tonight. I'm sure you all know Irvin Magic Johnson. Rob Palenka is the team's GM, and Jeannie Buss is the team's controlling owner, taking the team uh, from her father, the late great. Dr. Jerry Buss, who had an amazing relationship with Magic and Kobe, and now his daughter having a great relationship with LeBron. But notice, it's not over yet. It's not, not yet. over yet. Not yet. 48 minutes away. Let's not put it in the bag. Keyshawn just gave me a dirty look. <laughs> if there's one team that has something to say about it, it's Pat Riley and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Trust me. No doubt. On the other side, the Heat, of course, will look for Jimmy Butler to get in the zone. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We are also presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's home quote explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. Let's talk NFL. How difficult would it have been for all these Titans players to try to prepare to play on Tuesday if you're able to? It's crazy, considering that the Tennessee Titans are 3-0, and then all of a sudden your routine has just been thrown off the rails. The Titans are at the center of an NFL story that nobody wants to be at the center of. You always want to be the center of attention in the league that dominates this country every Sunday, but nobody wants to be caught in the middle of this. Quick recap, and then we'll bring in one of the NFL's best insiders who has been on this story just from Jump Street. Bills-Titans scheduled for Sunday. The game has been moved to Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Recall the Titans game with Pittsburgh has already been postponed one more note the Broncos and Patriots has been moved from Sunday to Monday that'll be played Monday at 5 Eastern on ESPN and then the Chargers will play the Saints 
on ESPN. Keep in mind, this is the second straight Monday. The Pats are have to gonna go from a Sunday to a Monday game. Unbelievable. Diana Rossini, our ESPN NFL insider, has been all over it from the beginning, and she joins us this morning. Diana, right now the game has been moved. We're talking specifically about the Bills and the Titans. What is the likelihood, though, that the league is possibly thinking it could be outright canceled? Well, the way it works or the way it should work and will work here is uh, they're keeping a close eye on the COVID-19 test being taken out of Tennessee. So every day that organization has their fingers crossed. In fact, the entire league does right now because they don't want to see this continually be a problem, which it has been the last two weeks. So. Yesterday, Titans players, they went in as they normally do every single day for their test. And this morning, the league should release the results of that test at some point later this morning, maybe even this afternoon. So we'll be able to know whether or not that game will be played. And and Zubin, the most important aspect of this is the Titans have to test negative for COVID. They cannot have any positive results here. Otherwise, that game is in severe jeopardy, which is scheduled right now to be played on Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern. Diana, what did the Titans know before that practice or didn't know? So, Kay, um, the league is investigating that right now, and I've talked to, to both sides of this, both sides being the league office, about what they were looking at, what they were able to collect. I also talked to some players on the Tennessee Titans team. And, and my takeaway from, from listening to all the different versions of this story and the timeline is that there seems to be a miscommunication at some point between the league and the Titans, the Titans officials, to the players. Someone got something wrong there and they're trying to sort it out. And, and, you know, I've seen a lot of reports really pushing back on the Titans here saying that this is their fault. They made a mistake, but I don't think that there was any malice in this. And, And perhaps maybe there wasn't a lot of common sense, but from the players I spoke to, they told me that they had heard that they could practice just outside the way they have been. Um, the, the players that all tested negative for COVID were the ones that got together. And so they were just going about their business the way they thought were the rules. They, the way they understood it was, if, as long as they weren't inside somewhere, inside a gym, inside a meeting room, inside a, a bubble, uh, they were going to be okay. So they just went out and, and worked out and just did what they thought was okay with the league and from what I hear from the front office the the Tennessee Titans have been full disclosure with with the league about what has happened here they're not trying to hide anything they're not trying to lie they're not trying to cover up uh, a mistake they made because I think here Keith the mistake they made was really a miscommunication not a bunch of people uh, neglecting the seriousness of COVID-19. How are they handling some of the backlash that's out there? How are the players handling that? Yeah, that, that's been the, uh, a challenging part when, when I've talked to some of the players on this team. Because um, you're dealing with a lot of players that are, are, first of all, they're just frustrated that they can't be out there. They're, they're obviously at home. They're with their families. They're working out just on their own. They're meeting over Zoom. And this is a 3-0 team that was trying and is trying to build towards something. And this has slowed their momentum down. So you have 
frustration, you have disappointment, um, you have even just annoyance at this entire process, which, you know, they're, they're hearing other teams talk about them. They're hearing. They know what fans are saying. And, you know, I, I talked to the Buffalo Bills about it. Um, you know, I said, what do you, what do you think, the few players that I talked to over the phone yesterday, what do you think about this game being played? Are you concerned? And I love the Bills' attitude. They're like, we have more time to prepare for a 3-0 team. We have never stopped working on this game to face the Titans because we, we just know that this game is going to be played. We, we knew it from the start. So the Bills are locked in. If there's any concern from those fans up in Buffalo that maybe they'll overlook this team or maybe they're overlooking the Titans for the Chiefs uh, down the road – that I, I'm not sensing that at all. But for the Titans, I know they're focused. They're, they're looking forward to getting out there. Now, Diana, if they do have a positive test, will they have to potentially forfeit the game on Tuesday? So, interestingly, Jay, I, I've been trying to gather that information from the league office and uh, you know from sources with Tennessee and and with Buffalo, and nobody has an answer right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to be a plan, or at least being discussed just yet. We're Right now, they just got to get through this morning, and we should know soon uh, about those results. But but as of now, game on, on on Tuesday in Nashville. Very interesting point there. Diane is always working the phones, working her contacts. She'll be on Sports Center coming up at 7 a.m. Eastern. She'll be on Get Up on ESPN at 8. You'll catch her throughout the day on Sports Center, including the noon Eastern edition. So if anything happens to break here in the next several hours, she will be ready to go and give you the latest information, whether it's with us here on the radio or on Get Up or on Sports Center. How many shows you on today, Diana? Oh, <laughs> my you goodness. Buy the show. Hey, you got the show. I would just like to get off the COVID beat. I would love to talk some football with you. I mean, I know my initials are DR, but I am no doctor here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can't wait to join you next Friday when, uh, you know, we talk about some crazy quarterback controversy. Absolutely. Get back to normal, whatever normal is in 2020. Diana, thank you very much. We'll see you throughout the day. Thanks, DR. Thanks, guys. She's the best. I got to tell you. Um, one thing about the Titans, people don't remember this. We'll get into this oh, in just one second. We'll remember the Titans. Yeah, shout out to Denzel. But remember, you had to remember, think about my dog. This. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, his name is Denzel Washington. Oh, That's my dog. I was th- Washington. Yes, the actor. Yes. Uh, um, I was just going to mention that. Look, the Titans are three and zero, and every single game they've won off the foot of their kicker. So mm-hmm. think about that. I mean, they got a lot of mojo, a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence, and then boom. Full stop. So we'll see what happens when they resume. But they are a three and zero team. That Diana said last year was one win away from the Super Bowl. All right. So yes, I'm I'm confused. I guess this comes down to like, who do you believe? So you have Titan players saying that they didn't hear word they were allowed to practice outside. But then when you read the article by Dan Graziano, who's one of our reporters, and it says that. Tennessee Titans were informed on September 29th that in-person gatherings have been banned because of the organization's ongoing coronavirus outbreak, a league source told ESPN's Dan Graziano, meaning that the players' informal workouts the following day were unauthorized in a violation of the NFL's virus-related protocols. So that's the league. League sources saying that, but yet the players are telling you something different. But if that doesn't end to a forfeit, does that mean that the – players were correct and the league is not correct? Yeah, I mean, in short form, Graziano essentially says the organization has to be culpable if you listen to Jay's timeline, while Diana says there was no intent or maliciousness. Bottom line, forfeiture, are you okay with that, Key? I'm not. um, I'm not. I'm just not. I I think whatever happened in this situation, I think it was a simple mistake. Whether it was coming from the organization 
or coming from the players not understanding what the organization told them. Uh, it, it's, it was a mistake. I don't think that yeah. there was any malice there whatsoever, trying to get over and bend the rules. I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it was done maliciously. Um, I don't think they should forfeit the game. still think it was a stupid mistake. <laughs> that it was. It's, it's, there's an outbreak going on. You probably don't want to meet and have a practice. Still to come, can the Bears punch their ticket to the playoffs already? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.